0: We had been discussing chapter 7, Vijnana Vignana Yoga, Yoga of knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge about the Supreme and application of that knowledge in our life can liberate us from the sorrows and unhappiness. That wisdom. And so far we have seen that knowing which, there is nothing more to be known. Knowing the nature of the Supreme will complete, your incompleteness and therefore there is nothing to be known after that all the things which I am aspiring right now to achieve and to learn and to accomplish is because of my incompleteness once I am complete there is nothing more to achieve we have learnt that to meditate on the supreme will get us to the stage where we can achieve that infinite happiness but to meditate on something, we need to know its nature. So this chapter gave us the introduction about what is the nature of the Supreme. Bhagavan said that I have two prakritis; One is lower and one is higher. Now, not in terms of one is greater than the other, but that one is more grosser, which you and I can perceive. And therefore it says that my astada prakriti, which is manifest, eightfold prakriti, which you and I can see every day, in our day-to-day life. Everything that we see, beings and things are made up of these eight things only. So therefore, you say, everything you see, perceive, feel, touch, is nothing but my manifestation only. But we don't see it that way. We see it as I, as I, and the rest is the world, Jagat, which are two separate things. My source is different than the Jagat. So then Bhagavan said that, no, all this has come out of me only. In this world, anything or being, whether it is Sattvic, rajasic, or tamasic, in inert, sentient, or divine, they all come from me only. I am the Prabhavaha pralaya Hatata. I am the source of all the beings, and I'm also the resting place for all the beings. It comes out of the same source. And it's I am that eternal seed of all the beings. The operative word is eternal seed. That will never get destroyed. What we know about the seed and a plant and all the (coughs) other creation is the seed gets destroyed when the creation comes into being, when the plant is grown, you can find that seed, seed, is gone. The same seed cannot have another plant. In this case, the seed remains eternal. It does not change. The cause remaining the cause, it reduces the effect. Then the law of causation, which we have learned, that effect is nothing but the cause modified. So the cause of me being an old man is me being a young man. If the young man never existed, old man cannot exist. But now that cause is already modified in old man, I cannot be young man again. The cause is gone. The cause is modified. So the cause and effect relationship makes the cause to just manifest in a different form, but that form cannot be recreated. In this case, he says, I am the eternal seed of all things and beings in the past, in the present, and I will be in the future. Seed remains eternal. The Prakriti keeps on manifesting into pluralistic manner as we know. So then he says, therefore, they are in me, but I am not in them. So the relationship of the Prakriti, the lower nature, the manifest, and the unmanifest source, which we call it in Sankhya philosophy, Purusha, the Prakriti which is manifest, which I can relate to, but the source of this Prakriti, which is Purusha, is unmanifest. So what is the relationship of the two? And as Swamiji explained, it's not a cause and effect relationship. That's what we discussed last time, that if the cause and effect was like the, the milk and the yogurt, once the milk becomes yogurt, they cannot get the milk again. If the Bhagawan created this universe out of his own self and then he became this universe, he cannot go back and become Bhagawan again. So we know that that relationship is not correct. The next set of relationship is that of water and ice. Ice can be water, then can ice again, go back to water again. It can go back and forth in that state. But not at the same time. But we know that Bhagawan exists At the same time, the world exists. We vouch for it because there are laws of nature. There are laws, so there's a law giver. The laws are enforced. Therefore, you know, there's a law enforcer. Because without enforcement, no laws are of any value. Driving on 64, going to Charlotte's, which I do all the time, as long as I feel comfortable, there are no cops. I'm gunning at 80 miles an hour. Suddenly I see the car slowing down and I realize there have got to be a cop ahead of me. I'm not foolish enough to overtake them and go ahead. So I'll also slow down. As soon as everybody realizes that there's a cop, then everybody's driving exactly 70 miles an hour. Because there's enforcement. So if the laws are enforced in this universe without any exception, the inference is there is a law enforcer. Not only he became the law giver, but he also remained as a law enforcer. Therefore, the water and ice analogy also does not work here. So the only relationship which we can see here is it's not of a cause and effect relationship, but a superimposition of effect on the cause. So in that case, the cause and effect, both can remain at the same time. Classical example, snake and a rope. Cause is the rope. Snake is the effect. But for one who knows that's a rope, rope exists. One who is deluded, it's a snake. Snake exists. Both at the same time. So therefore Bhagavan say, they are in me. This world exists because I exist. Without me, this world cannot exist. Without a rope, a snake cannot exist. I cannot be confused that there is a snake here if there is no rope here. So the rope can say the snake is in me, but the rope is not in the snake. Because well, I do not know. None of the qualities of the rope I can find in the snake. The rope is not fearful, but I'm fearful of the snake. So therefore Bhagavan said, I am not in them, but they are in me. All my divine qualities you fail to find in this universe because of, and then the next verse says, why? 3 Gunamayehi bhavaihi ebhihi sarvam idam jagat mohitam na abhijanati mamebhyah param abhyaya By these three gunas of this prakriti, sarvam idam jagat, the entire jagat is mohitam, is deluded. So we see the thing which is not real, real. When I'm in dream state, The dream is very real because it has all the qualities of the real world which I experience in the very dream. I am there, other people are there, buildings are there. So I get confused by the very nature of the dream. The dream has all these qualities. So Bhagavan said all the people, all the beings in this world, the entire Jagat is confused by the three gunas of the Prakriti. No, Abhijanathan. they do not know. Mama, a param avyam. That I am something other than what we see. Is param. Is higher and immutable. The world we know is mortal. Everything comes into existence at one point of time and will be destroyed at another period of time. Even the entire universe, as we know from our science perspective, came into existence at one point of time, will be destroyed at some other point of time. But says that which is the cause of this creation that is much different than the creation itself and that is immutable. That is my real nature. Daivihi Esha Gunamai Mama Maya Duratya He makes his own confession that I'm not blaming you. It's not your fault. Then my divine Maya, divine anything, it comes from the divinity, from the supreme himself this Maya has come out. The very word Maya indicates what it is. Ma-ya. Ya-ma. That which is not but appears to be that is Maya. This world does not exist as we perceive but we see it very real. Hologram when we see it, it looks so real. The very first time I seen hologram was at Epcot Center Back in 1985, when one and only time I visited Epcot Center, they used to have a demonstration that you see from the top, and this lady jumping around computers and making presentation. The hologram of a lady is so real that you really think, How is that happen? And she's talking to you, she's making a presentation. But we know there is not a real lady. Luckily there was in a different size, in a smaller size. If it was a real size, we probably will be really confused. You know? So even though all the qualities of a real person is there, but I know it's an illusion for me. That illusion is created by whoever is the illusion maker, his own Maya. He can create this illusion. David Copperfield. He makes the Statue of Liberty vanish. And we see it very real. And we also say, oh, how can that happen? Meaning at the same time, it's an illusion because the United States Army is not after him. FBI and CIA and police are not after him. Everybody is enjoying. You know, it's illusion. But one who is not aware that this is an illusion, he will see it as real. So he says, Devihi Esa Gunamai Mama Maya duratya. This Maya has gunas. And therefore, it is very difficult for anybody to cross over. If the Maya did not have the Sattva, and Tamas, it cannot create the reality as we see it. We see things and beings in three states. One, it is inert. It stays in time and space in one state which I can perceive. If it doesn't stay in that state, we obviously can't pursue. So you need some inertia. So the thing remains in its state for me to pursue. The tamas. Then there we see activity, rajas. And then we see awareness. So these three gunas create this permutation combinations of things and beings. And we see this world very real. So we can go beyond that perception. If somebody says this Matter is not solid. Because let me tell you from my quantum physics knowledge that there is no solid matter in an atom. And therefore, Neil, if I hit you with a stick, you are not going to get hurt. (laughs) I said, no, no, I know very well this stick is going to hurt me. because It's real, it's solid. The very fact that that atom feels so real, so solid, creates the world of matter. Duratya is very difficult to cross over, to... Visualize atom with nothing but space in it and no solid matter that we can find is very difficult. Even though after you learn physics all throughout your college days, Eva E Mayam etam Only the one who take refuge in me he come to cross over this illusion. All my problems are because of the relative relationship I have with this world. If I have no competition, then I really won't be worried about. I have interviews every Wednesday, or the next about four Wednesdays. So my entire time I'm just worried about what I'm going to do, how I'm going to present, because of the competitions. There are five other people who are probably as capable more comfortable than me. If I was the only one selected, then Neil, can you come down and negotiate the contract? Wonderful, right? But because of this relationship I have, Relative relationship with this world. I am constantly competing with this world outside. That I have this sorrows and unhappiness. And therefore, I consider me to be completely separate than all other beings. But we are learning that all other things and beings are nothing but his own manifestation. If I can focus my mind on that idea. And get that in the core of my being. Then I will see the world very differently. Well, children, I obviously give Medha's example all the time. Medha gets hurt by her own hand. My hand hurt my eye. It's okay, we're going to punish your hand. And she will be very happy punishing her own hand. Now she feels good. The hand is punished because hand hurt the eye. As an adult, I know that. I cannot punish my teeth when my teeth bite my tongue. Teeth is me, tongue is me. I pervade all throughout. You see, one who gets that perception that change, that paradigm for his identification, he crosses over this maya, this divine illusion which creates this jagat, this universe. The last verse, which says, who will not be able to cross over this maya? Namam, duskrutino, mudaha, It seems like the Bhagavan is condemning some people. He is not. He is actually explaining why evil exists in this world, even though it is his own manifestation. We have always this problem, you know, if the Bhagavan is all divine and everything is his manifestation, why we don't have just divine things everywhere? Temperature remains the same all the time. We don't ever have to use air conditioning. No tsunamis. Why things which we consider evil exist? At least in the human race, why do we see evil? Namam, duskrutinu, mudaha, prapadyante, naradhamaha. Those who have not evolved to the higher level. Adhamaha, not that they're condemning that you are not good people. They are the ladder of their evolution at the lowest rung of it. They still have more animalistic nature. Therefore, their mayaya afrut ganana, their knowledge about their divinity is taken away by their evil acts and their delusion about their own sense. So, bhavam asritaha, they take refuge in the ways of the devil. Ways of the devil, ways associated with this grosser world where I am more materialistic. I think my happiness will come from more and more material gain I will have. More and more I can feed my senses, then I will be happier. Because my incapability to understand that my happiness lies in rising above the demand of the senses, not to just feed them. So therefore I say these people cannot... Recognize the divinity, and they cannot cross over this divine illusion. We'll stop right here. Oṁ sarve bhavantu sukina, sarve santu niramaya, sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma Kaschit dukha Om Shanti, 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om